Jackson had a 3.8 QBR. Wow, that was pretty good. 40 what? The 40. Caleb so. likes those overs. Well, I, I just I just picked two unders. What? Oregon. Um, because I thought it would be fun, right? We want to see the turnover <laughs> chainsaw. We want to see why not the, the the bling and the lights of the Rose Bowl at eight o'clock. Pack twelve after dark. Good teams win, great teams cover. I've always said. <laughs> well, pumps and breaks. With, with, with ten games over five hundred. Mister Safe over there. Ten games. Oh, Safe. That's a bold like move, Cotton. Not? Like uh, 12 weeks, we'll be unemployed. I just want to say... That's right. In, twel- in 12 weeks, we'll be, uh, we'll be sitting next to the burn, bar- burn barrel out uh, under the bridge. Run the RPO, Chad. It's not hard. Rutgers is good. They lost yeah. their coach. Okay. They're, they're, they're doing so good, their coach just <laughs> got fired. <laughs> My notes yeah, on this game, did. it says Iowa and Michigan are both awful. <laughs> and their offense is very, very bad. We need to come up I with like an algorithm. Uh, there's nothing to talk about. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Six. I think he shanked the extra point. Leeches off his rocker. <laughs> this is the Kick Six Project. It's Nathan, Caleb, and Jake. That is right. This is the Kick Six Podcast. I'm Nathan. With me as always, Caleb and Jake. Say what's up, boys. What's up, boys? What's up? How are we doing tonight? Good. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are one third of the season. Or almost one third. We are one quarter of the way through the season. Almost one third of the way. It's crazy. Week four is the week the legends are made. We find out a lot about teams as conference play starts this week uh, for a lot of these teams. We find out what is fluke and what is for real. We find out what teams look good against FBS opponents and are falling apart once they face real competition. Jake, are you ready? I am. You have a massive lead. I do. Through four four weeks, you have 18 and a half points. Caleb is in second place with 14, and Nate is struggling. This is this is not even fun. This is like Alabama if they played in the SEC. This is like Alabama if they played in the ACC. This is you just, could it's get, not even right. You could get all seven right this week, and I could get all I could get you could get seven points this week. I could get zero, and I'd still only be down. A game and a half. I know that's 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 stupid, but hey, it's a long season. I'm gonna chip. A, we're gonna chip away, um, and, and and it all like I said, I am o for four on the kick, or well, I'm o three and one on the kick six, uh, pick of the week. So it's not that's where we got to make up some ground, Caleb. You've only gotten one right, and Jake has gotten three. So that's that's the difference right there. Jake Jake's five games right there is those kick six pick of the week. So. I gotta start knocking those out the park. He got very lucky last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caleb, what do you, you got? Some thoughts here, buddy? Yeah, somehow, like last week, I tied my under, which is BS. But on my kick six, I only got one point, which is very disappointing. But I feel better about this week. I did a little more research than I normally do, so I'm I'm ready to rock and roll. I would take one point, Jake. I would take that. Yeah, I, I would take one point as well. But I get two, so I guess I win it at one point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man, it's so well, easy. Well, <laughs> week, week number one, I had a good week. Uh, I had two pushes and four wins, and one of the pushes was a kick six pick, so I got one out of that, but the rest of the rest of the week, especially last week, uh, I didn't do any research in week two, so that I struggled on that one. But uh, here we are, week number four. Jake, you're going to bring us the games. We're going to give you our picks yep. And then uh, make sure you stay tuned to the end because we're going to talk a few uh, uh, college football hot topics uh, toward the end of the show. So make sure you guys are tuned in. Uh, what are we doing first, Jake? All right. Our first game is Clemson minus seven at Wake Forest. The over-under is 55 and a half. All right. So I'll, I'll go uh, I'll go first and then Caleb, then Jake. Um, that way, Jake, you get the last word on the Arkansas game. How's that sound? That works for me. Okay. Uh, I think this is pretty easy. I think you're going to have a Clemson team that is that is fired up. All they've heard about is how bad their offense is, how bad their quarterback play is. Sam Hartman is back, and that, that uh, Wake Forest offense has looked good. But the problem is that I've got in my notes, Wake Forest is not going to be able to run the ball. Uh, in this game in recent past, they have not won this game. Uh, Wake Forest, despite having a lot better team over the last recent years, they, they have not done well against – uh, ranked opponents. Um, so I'm going to go with Clemson minus seven in this game. Wait, like I said, Wake cannot run the ball. 
uh, and they cannot stop the run. I think Clemson's going to lean on Will Shipley, uh, who is a very, very good back. Um, Wake will have to pass all day, and with Clemson's D-line, you don't want to be in a situation where they know what you're doing uh, because if Brian Brzee uh, and all those guys uh, can pin their ears back and just come and you're one-dimensional, that's going to mess up that late mesh point that Sam Hartman likes to run in that Wake Forest offense, and I think this is going to be ugly. Yeah, that's what I was leaning towards, but I, I don't know. I don't I don't like the spread in this one. Uh, I wish it was Clemson maybe minus five and a half or something like that because I think Wake Forest can – I think with their passing game and San Hartman and, I don't know, DJU has looked pretty rough in the last – last couple games not 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 the Clemson offense we're used to um but I think I think Wake Forest defense is pretty pretty weak I think this is going to be a score fest and I think 56 is a very low number so I don't do this often I'm taking the over 56 I'm feeling like a 42 35 42 28 kind of game something like that I, I think this 56 in this game is I feel like it's pretty low with these two offenses and with Wake Forest's defense not being the greatest. Okay. I like it, Caleb. I like it. Caleb's good. Caleb likes those overs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. does. Uh, yeah, so I am going Clemson minus seven as well. Um, I just don't think Wake Forest's defense is good, um, and I think Clemson's defensive line is going to give them problems. Uh, it's going to be the best defensive line Wake Forest probably sees all year. Um, I think Sam Hartman is good, um, but I don't think Wake Forest is going to be able to keep up. Um, I think last year Wake Forest put up a bunch of yards, but all came in like the fourth quarter. They were down by a whole bunch. Um, I think you see the same thing happen again this year, and I think you actually might see Kate Klubnik. Klubnik? What's his name? Yeah, Kate Klubnik. Yeah, I think you might see him in this game. Um, if DJ struggles in the first quarter, um, and I think you might see him, and and I think you might see a Trevor Lawrence situation uh, happen this week. Um, that's my prediction. But yeah, I think I think Clemson covers this. I think they win by probably anywhere from I think they win by double digits. Yeah. So so Jake, to to kind of go to my my thought and your thought, and then also a little bit on Caleb. Uh, the last ten meetings between these teams, Clemson's ten and zero. Uh, against the spread, both teams are five and five, and the over and under over under has also been five. And five. Uh, the average score for Clemson is 42, and the average score for Wake Forest is 12 in the last 10 games. Uh, the last three doesn't look much better. Uh, the average score for Clemson is 45, and the average score for Wake Forest is 14. Uh, so you put those two together, that's right at 60. So, Caleb, I think you're fair on the over. Uh, you got about five extra points to work with, and you got to think the last three years they've only had DJU for last year. Um, I don't remember what last year's game was. Um, Clemson beat him pretty, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, 48-27. Yeah, and Clemson uh, did not have a good offense last year. Yeah, and it was uh, it was, uh, it was was only a three-point spread last year, so three-and-a-half points, so that spread's doubled. Uh, but last year, Clemson rushed for 333 yards in this game to Wake Forest is 36. <laughs> I so, think it's going to happen again. So I, 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 I believe that as well. And that the, the passing game for... Um, Wake Forest, they had 370 yards passing, but only had 406 yards total. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. this will be a good one. I think I think you're probably okay, Caleb. Um, I think that's probably a decent pick. So, all right. Jake, you got them all, all, right. all in the dock there? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I can put them in the dock. Uh, so, our next game is Florida plus 10.5 at Tennessee, and the over-under is 62. Oh man! Do does Caleb go first on this one? Yeah, Caleb, you're first. Yeah, I can. So, what I've been hearing is uh, Richardson, Anthony Richardson. He's not playing at 100. percent I don't think. Um, week two, he threw for like 76 percent passing, and then the last week he was only 42 percent for passing. So something, something's going on there. I don't think he's 100. percent And without that, without him and his dynamic running and passing. I think this Florida offense is going to struggle. Um, with that being said, I think Florida's defense is really good. I think Tennessee's got a pretty good defense too as well. So with that being said, I'm going to take the under 62. I think that's a high number for a uh, Dang, that's for ball- an NCC uh, ballsy, dude. Ballsy. matchup. 
That is ballsy. Yeah. That is ballsy. That is that is ballsy with 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 Tennessee's offense. So uh, I will give you a little stat as Tennessee Jake, hasn't played anyone as Jake's about to pick because uh, Jake, you're next. Um, yeah. It is 17 of 18. Florida has won the last 17 of 18. So just just FYI. Yep. Uh, so I am going Tennessee minus ten and a half. Um, I'm not sold on Florida at all. Um, Anthony Richardson had a good first week in week one against Utah. Um, they got to play in the swamp. Uh, Utah obviously was not ready for the temperatures that were down there. Um, that was evident in uh, the play, and they still almost lost that game. And then you look to last week. Uh, Florida plays South Florida. They gave up 300 yards on the ground to South Florida. South Florida's and, offense is good, though. Yes, but Gary Bohannon only threw for 130 yards and two picks. Yeah, and they only won that game by three at home. Anthony Richardson had 117 yards and two picks. He's yet to throw a passing touchdown in three games. Um, He's and got five he has, picks. Five picks. Yeah, and he has five picks. Uh, I don't. I'm not sold on Anthony Richardson. I think he's a great athlete at the quarterback position, but I do not think he's ready as a passer. And going into this environment that he's about to see this weekend, I think is going to extremely affect him and that Florida offense. Uh, I think Tennessee wins this game by like 14. Yeah. So I, I'm with you, Jake. I hate to pick the same thing because I need to make up some ground. Uh, I'm on Tennessee as well. I think you look at this spread and it seems like it's too too big. But for all those reasons, Tennessee's three and zero against the spread, uh, where Florida is only one and two. Tennessee is like I think five and the five and zero in the last five at home against the spread as well. Um, I think Josh Heupel knows that this is a statement game. I think Josh Heupel knows that between Florida and Tennessee, it, or Florida and Kentucky, um, if he can get one or both of those games. That's going to make up for the blowout that they're about to receive against Georgia. And uh, basically, Tennessee knows that this is essentially their SEC championship game. This is their Super Bowl game. Um, you know, this rivalry and then the Tennessee or the Kentucky game. Um, and I think they're going to have a chance to run it up because I don't see uh, Anthony Richardson being what people thought he was after the first game. Um, he, you know, like you said, he had that good game. So I'm with. Excuse me. I'm with you, Jake, on Tennessee. I think that's a crazy play, uh, considering the history. But um, um, I, I just, I feel like this is Tennessee's year. Yeah, I just, I, I got to see Florida do it. I mean, they could surprise us, but I just, I don't see a scenario where Anthony Richardson comes in and plays well in this environment. I mean, that's that's tough for any quarterback to play in, um, and especially one that's struggling right now. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Our next game is Duke plus seven at Kansas. Come on, baby. 66 and a half. I'm first. Come on, baby. Am I first? You are first. Uh, give me Kansas minus seven all day. Oh, my um, goodness. The, the the way that Kansas' offense is running right now, they are Electric. Hot. Yeah, I think Duke is good. I don't think Duke is, is, is bad uh, necessarily, but playing in Kansas, I think this is probably going to be the most people that that stadium's ever seen for this, this game. Is this a night game, Jake? Mm, I don't think it's a night game. I, to... I think it's an afternoon game. Okay, I'm trying to find it. Yeah, I found it. There we go. Um, but uh, no, I just think I don't think Duke's going to be able to hold with hold hold them for four quarters. Uh, I think Kansas wins this by probably like ten. Um, I think it's probably close, and we're probably biting our nails for a little bit. But I think uh, I think Kansas eventually pulls away. I think that offense is just just too dynamic. That quarterback is just extreme. It's just playing extremely good, taking care of the ball. Um, yeah, so give me Kansas minus seven. Okay. Alrighty. All right. So I guess I guess I'm next. I, I like that pick, Jake. That's kind of how I was leaning. Uh, I'm just so excited about this game, and we're gonna talk basketball schools. Um, but this has an October, like a November feel to me. Like, hey, the Sonic, uh, I don't remember what they call it, but Sonic sponsors like the Big Monday on ESPN where you got like Duke and Kansas playing at, at 6 o'clock Eastern or 6 o'clock Central, and then at 8 o'clock you got Kentucky UNC in like the Big Sonic Madness Cheeseburger Bowl or I don't know what they call it. Um, but this is what it feels like. Um, I think we didn't, didn't these two teams play last year as well? Um, yeah, let me, let me see. Yeah, that's head to head. 
but uh, Kansas is 2-0 and on the road. They're 3-0 and against the spread. I think that's got to be the pick. I'm, I'm tired of picking what Jake picks, and I'll show you, Jake. Like I legit have the, no, sa- I do too. the same picks in my notes. I-, I pick these before we do them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I try to make I, I try to make notes throughout the week. Yeah. But I, I think, like you said, the home atmosphere, they're going to be so amped. The only thing that maybe would, would make me change that, because, I mean, I can't believe I'm laying seven points with freaking Kansas, is Mike Elko's defense. Um He's going to be ready for this game. He was someone that, that was that was really, really good when he was at Notre Dame and Texas A&M in that, sh- that one week uh, of prep. He's one of the better coaches at getting the most out of his players in only one week of prep. Uh, so I'm not worried about you know going from last week's game plan to this week's game plan. Um, so I like that under. But tech, uh, Kansas's offense has just been out of control, man. Like, it's the only- insane. The only problem I have with the Duke defense is they literally have not played. They've played Temple, who has an awful offense, Northwestern, who has an awful offense, and then in North Carolina A&T. They, I don't think they've seen a quarterback like this, and I just don't think they're going to be ready. No, um, and, and I think he, they might be early on, but they're not going to be able to hold them. He's a true like dual threat. Like he's yeah, he's good. He's a he's a good player. So you're going Kansas. I'm going Kansas. Yeah. All right, Caleb. Oh man, also. I I didn't write anything down for this one because I really wanted to hear what you guys thought about this one because I hadn't I was leaning the under but then I got to looking and seeing what kind of points that Kansas is putting up and it's like in forty Lawrence, every game yeah Lawrence, yeah um man yeah I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be a sheep and follow you guys D- Kansas yeah. minus seven we that will be the one that does not hit yeah Probably. that would definitely be a loss for sure yeah. You're all welcome. Yes. <laughs> all right. Our next game is the one I'm obviously most excited for. It is Arkansas plus two versus Texas A&M, and the over-under is 48 and a half. Yes, the Southwest Classic. Yep. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be in Jerry's world. It's going to be legit. Um, so here's my thoughts. Texas A&M is last in passing and last in scoring in the SEC. Arkansas is in the 120s in pass defense. This is a game where both – now Slusher's back, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, Slusher's back in the secondary for Arkansas. This is going to be a game where both teams are trying to get right. Like Texas A&M sees a defensive passing rating in the 120s out of 131 or whatever teams are. Jimbo's now. still got um, that put around. Right. This is this is the get get, get right game for both teams. Uh, Arkansas's defense says, "Hey, if we can't shut down this this passing attack, we're in trouble," uh, which I think is probably an, an agreeable thing because. Uh, they got a passing offense next week that will at least have a pulse uh, coming up. Uh, the key in this game, which I think is going to be the key in all of Arkansas games this year, is the Hogs' rushing attack. Uh, Texas A&M gave up 5.2 yards a carry uh, to Miami, and I think this Hogs' rushing attack is leaps and bounds better than what I've seen at Miami. Um, I think this total does probably go over the 48-and-a-half, um, but... I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I, I can't go with an over in a Texas A&M game. I don't care if they're playing anybody, uh, because I don't. I don't trust them to score, and I think their defense is gonna get right. They're gonna have a lot of those guys back in the secondary, so it is gonna be tough for Arkansas to move the ball. Um, so I like the under, but I'm gonna go Arkansas plus two. Uh, I think this is probably a case of people have not rated Arkansas high enough yet. And Texas A&M is a little bit overrated. Caleb. Yep, that's what I had put down too. Gosh, oh, dang oh, it. I like the hogs in this one, dang and I like it. and I like the under exactly you what you said. God, what's what are the pro- you guys doing? No, what is surprising? <laughs> what is surprising is people are betting the over in this game. <laughs> a lot of people are taking the over because of our defense. And our offense. I think I think their defense is better than and, we give and, them credit what, for. What's great about that? I really like those linebackers a lot. What's that great? What's great about what you just said, um, Jake? About the uh, the defense. Uh, we're gonna have a question later on in the show that goes exactly with what you just said about people taking the over because of the defense, and yeah. uh, and different different things about offensive defense. So stay tuned. Okay, Jake. Well, let's hear your thoughts on <laughs> this matchup and what you know that maybe our viewers need to, or listeners need to hear. 
Well, yeah, I just want to first off say no homer here. Um, I think the wrong team is favored in this game. Um, I, I personally think Arkansas well, is that, the that better is, team. That is a homer take. I think Arkansas is the better team um, overall. Um, I think if you break it down by position, I think if you, if you just go through it, I think we just we're better by position. Obviously, they have players that are better than ours, and we'll have players that are better than theirs. But I, I just think we're a more complete team right now. Um, with that being said, we have struggled to beat A&M. Um, we beat them last year. Uh, they had injuries at the QB position, but we still beat them. Um, I think getting Slusher back is going to be huge. I don't think people understand that when you lose your signal caller in Catalan and then you lose the next signal caller in Slusher, it's going to be bad in the secondary. Um, regardless of who you have, communication is going to struggle. Um, and I think you see a lot of communication problems right now on the back end, and I think that's why a lot of guys are getting open. Um, uh, you have to fix the tackling against Devon um, Achain and, and Anaya Smith. Um, they are, they will, if you miss a tackle, they will break one for 60 yards. Uh, so so Drew Sanders and Bumper Boy have to wrap up. I think they will. I think last week you saw a defense that struggled because the offense struggled. Um, the offense turned the ball over. It was like three and out, fumble, fumble, three and out, four times in a row. Um, so that's going to wear out any defense, and I think that's what you just saw fatigue. Um, I don't think they're going to come out like that again. I hope they don't. Um, I think they're going to be able to run the ball, and if AM tries to stack the box, KJ is more than capable of throwing it. Um, we'll have to expose their O-line. We, we lead the country in sacks by like four. It's like by quite a bit. Uh, it's like we have 19 sacks already this year as a team. So we'll have to get after the quarterback. But now I am going Arkansas plus two, obviously. Obviously. Uh, good news for you, Jake. In the last three matchups, Arkansas is 3-0 and against the spread. Texas A&M obviously 0-3. And, and the under is 2-1 and uh, in the last three games. And that's the last three games. This is Pittman's um, third time to play A&M, correct? Uh, yeah. no, fourth. fourth, second, second. The first, the only play he played him for the first time last year because he got here in the COVID year, and I don't think we played A and M that year. Uh, okay, okay, but did we? I thought so. A and M only played like seven games that year or something. I it, thought we missed an A and M game that year because maybe, of COVID. Maybe you might be right, but uh, I can't remember. Everything else is pretty even. Uh, the score, both teams are are looking at around twenty seven. Uh, points. Arkansas is at 26. Texas A&M is at 27. So it's always a close game. Uh, and I think that's why the, the spread is like it is. Um, I, I do like um, I do like what you said about getting Catalan or Slusher back. That's going to be huge in yeah. the secondary. So Well, and another big one is you get Dominic Johnson back this week too um, to help kind of take the load off Rocket um, and, and just help that running game even more. Um, so I think we should def we should win this game. I think we can win this game. Um, and to be honest, if we're if we're four zero going into Bama, I'm going to that game, and I can't even can't even think about what that stadium's going to be like if we win this game. Even if we lose this game, that game's going to be nuts. No, but it's it's going to be huge. You know what it's, I mean? It's going to be huge either way, just because of the excitement yeah. around the program. I mean, you got to yeah. think you got a fan base that was starved for that. Right. You know what I, I mean? mean? Even if they lose A and M, there's not. It's not like they can't beat Bama. Bama does not look. Great right now. No, no, their offense has been less than what we've expected. Yeah, and I, I think their defense will will be able to to carry a, a pretty good load, I would say. Yeah. But their offense has definitely been lackluster, and I think there is a leaps and bounds between Bill O'Brien and uh, Steve Sarkeesian, if you ask me. Yeah. So yeah. there's a vast me. Okay, where are we going next? We got all, all right, these, got all these game. Homer picks. Our next game is USC minus seven at Oregon State, and the over-under is 71. Caleb, you are up. Alrighty, guys. You're going to think I'm crazy. Beebs. <laughs> with, with that. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going with the Beavers. I'm going with the over 71 points. Oh, baby. I, I think This that... is going to be a sling it around fast. Mm. Um, yeah, so am I next? You are next. Yeah, so I was going back and forth with the over 71. Um, I think I'm going to play USC minus seven here. I know Nate's probably going Beavers, um, as a lot of people are. Um, I think USC 
is going to try to come out and show people that they're a legit team, uh, this would be a pretty big win. Um, this isn't a top four win necessarily, but at Oregon State, a lot of people are picking against USC that I've seen betting-wise. Um, I'm going to go USC minus seven. I do think it is high scoring, uh, but I think USC probably ends up winning this game like 48, 48, 38, 48, 34, you know, somewhere, somewhere there. I think USC scores in the 40s and Oregon State some, scores somewhere in the 30s. Oh, do you trust Oregon State's offense that much? I do not. Personally, that's why I did not take the over. I was afraid of that offense. And that that's where I... So I, I have USC minus seven written in my notes. Wow. Um, um, and, and here's the reason why. Because I do think that Lincoln Riley is going to pull off all the stops. I think Oregon State, I think that's a great program. I think their quarterback is a slightly limited. They do have a really, really good offensive line. And they do like to run the ball and control some clock. Uh, that's why I, I would lean under if I had to pick this because I I don't I don't see USC getting a lot of stops, but I also see Oregon State in their own in their own house, especially against a leaky leaky USC defense, being able to tr- control some clock. Uh, we saw kind of what Notre Dame's defense and offense did in that Ohio State game. It was a very much hey. We're not, we're not going to give up the big play. We're going to keep everything in front of us. We're going to make them, if they score, we're going to make them earn it, you know, four, five, six yards at a time, no big plays. Our offense is going to kind of sit on the ball and go very, very methodically. Uh, I think that's Oregon State's only chance to win this game. Um, but from what I've seen out of USC's offense, I was not expecting until week 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah. I was not expecting it to look the way that it's looked so far. I do not want to pick the same game as Jake, but um, I, I don't know that, I, that I'm that i going to be very confident going with the Beavs, uh, but just for some parody, go ahead and give me the Beavs plus <laughs> seven. I see your strategy this week. So the line on ESPN has moved. Can I get under, can I get over 70? I'm fine with over seven. I don't know. Let me look. Let me look. Can I get over seven? Is this, I this don't is, know. This is a late night game. Let me look. I'm just looking. We're gonna go off of the, no, the same joking. the same book. I hold don't on. Care. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Southern Cal, Oregon State, seventy-one. Caleb. <clears throat> I can't get under seventy. No, nope, but over I, seventy. But I got. I got. Uh, I will tell you, ninety-one percent of the money right now is going toward the over. <laughs> That's fine. So it's going to go up. Dang. It's going to go up. So 42-35, blowout, over. 42-35. Honestly, that's a that's a decent score, but I don't know how many possessions. Dude, I, they're gonna, dude none of these teams are going to play defense. Man. That would be a push if we did that, right? Yeah, that'd be push. I don't want that. that. You said 42-35, right? Yes. Yeah, that'd be a push. That'd be no good for me. No, that'd be a push for y'all. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Okay. I can't believe I'm going to be staying up till like 1 a.m. sweating out a Beavers plus seven. <laughs> It'll be over by halftime. Yeah, you're probably right. They're gonna they're gonna destroy. Them. Which will be which will be bad for me unless there's like a backdoor Nate, over. Pick the same as me. No, I'm not doing that. All right. I, I, how fun is it to be okay? I, it's more fun knowing that hey, like. Chances are I'm probably gonna lose this, but if I win, I can pick up a game on Jake. Like that's 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 all that matters. Okay, so we are to the pick a game the, up on both of you. Yeah, there you go. We are to the most exciting, fun-filled time of everyone's week. That is time for the kick six picks of the week. Um, I said I was going first. I'm trying to find my pick. Let me get here. Um, it's getting crazy. It's getting wild. Go ahead. You go first. It's, I got four or five. <laughs> you got I, know, four, I know mine. You got four or five. So yeah. I was leaning TCU minus two on the road to TCU. I like but, that. But the road, the road favorites have not done very well for me. Um, I am 0-3, as we said, and I've picked road teams every week. So I'm going back. I'm getting things right. 
I have been high on this team all year long, and that is the Michigan Wolverines. I think they're going to make it. it. And I'm going Michigan. Why are you saying, oh, my gosh, this is what you had picked? No, because that was one of mine. Okay. Michigan minus 17 at home against Maryland. I think this is going to be a blowout. Jim Harbaugh, all they've listened to is they have not played anybody. Maryland's defense is very, very bad. Maryland's offense played – uh, the aforementioned, um, the aforementioned. I had the Michigan Maryland over sixty four and a half. That would be a good pick, but the aforementioned uh, SMU Mustangs, and that was not as they. I, I was thinking that game would score like eighty something points, and it was actually like a in, a game in the twenties. If they're only scoring in the twenties against SMU's oh. defense, that is so. So leaky. It's yeah. it's like it's like it's like Noah's Ark if it drove past a Tommy gun. Like it is leaky. Um so we we are going with Michigan minus seventeen at home against Maryland. I don't think I'm gonna be sweating this. McCarthy is now the quarterback. They're putting up some huge numbers. They got nasty receivers, nasty running backs, and uh McCarthy is like I think fifth now in Heisman odds. It's uh I think he's like thirty to one now, Heisman odds. Wow. All right. Um, you want me to go next, Caleb? Yeah, go for it. All right. Uh, my pick, um, I went back and forth on a couple of them, but I think I found one that I like. Um, Nate, I just want to know that I – I just want you to know that I am doing this for you. Okay? Do not pick that. I'm going that UNC it... minus one and a half versus Notre Dame. UNC's at home. You see what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to – Every time you pick against the Hogs, they win. So I'm trying to trying to help you out. I'm trying to pick against MD here. Um, I think, to be honest, Notre Dame's coming off a bye week. Uh, they get Josh Downs back. No, UNC, UNC's coming off a bye week. Yeah, sorry, I meant UNC. UNC's coming off a bye week. Yes. They get Josh Downs back. Um, Notre Dame has struggled to move the ball. Luckily, they play a very bad UNC defense, but I think UNC's offense is going to be good enough. Uh, to uh, wear out the Notre Dame defense. Uh, Cal has an awful offense, and they managed to keep it within seven um, or whatever it was, or tie game going into the fourth. Uh, I think UNC is more capable of doing that at home, too. Like I said, coming off a bye week, I hate to do this to you, Nate, but I also am doing it for you. Give me UNC minus one and a half versus Notre Dame. Oh, absolutely, man. I think that I think that's a fair pick. Uh, th- this and it's a toss-up. It's one and a half. I mean, if, if UNC wins by a field goal, it wins. Yeah. So, so the the thing that that stresses me out about this game is Clark Lee. When he was a DC, he seemed to have Phil Longo figured out. Um, the best UNC offense. They've never beat him, right? No, the UNC the UNC offense of 2020 was very electric. They had both the running backs. They had mm-hmm. uh, three NFL receivers. They had Sam Howell. And Clark Lee completely shut him down. Now, last year, Marcus Freeman, uh, as the DC, uh, they allowed a lot more scoring from UNC from a less potent offense, and most of it came in the way of Sam Hartman scrambling. Uh, Drake May is very, very good so far against subpar competition. He's comp- been incredible. Yeah, subpar competition, but you got to think, hey, it's only three games. He's only going to get better. He's a young, young player. And yeah. he, he can hurt you he can hurt you scrambling around as well. Um, basically, one of the questions we're going to ask later in the show is: Would you rather have an elite defense with a terrible offense or a terrible defense with an elite o- with I don't know whatever the opposite of the first thing I said? Yeah. Is. Um, yeah. And and this is this is another one where both teams are saying they're going to get right. Notre Dame's offense is trying to get right. Um, and and to foreshadow my answer, I would much rather have an elite offense and a little bit leaky defense because. It is very, very hard to stop teams in college, and eventually someone is going to break. So um, I think this is a really, really good pick, Jake. Um, this this game has me worried. So, um, Well, I mean, yeah, uh, if you guys can't score against this defense, that's, that's, that's going to be a big, 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 big issue for Tommy that, Reese. That's, that's been the talk all week is yeah. if, if, you're not, if you're not able to put up like 35 uh, in, the, in this game. I'd say 30, yeah, 30. Thirty plus would be okay. Yeah, I I think if UNC gets to gets to twenty eight, I think they would sign up for twenty eight right now. 
and and, yeah. and feel okay about their chances. And I think as a Notre Dame fan, you're thinking if you don't get above thirty, it's it's a really really uh, you miss the mark. Yep. All right, Caleb. All righty, guys. Do I take the Iowa Rutgers under thirty four and a half? No, dude. dude or the Vanderbilt plus forty and a half. Rutgers will Alabama. not. Rutgers will not score. You don't think so? Uh, no, dude, they're so bad on offense. I was not gonna score. No, that's true. I don't know. I don't know anything about Rutgers um, defensively, but I can tell you right now, it doesn't have to be good to stop Iowa. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna guess. UNC's defense could stop Iowa. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So Rutgers put up 16 and won 16 14 against Temple. Won sixty six seven against Wagner and won twenty two to twenty one against Boston College, so their defense doesn't seem too bad actually. To be honest, I was seven and a half point favorites in this game. What does Rutgers' offense look like? Uh, they average. They've scored. Rutgers has scored sixteen sixty six against Wagner. That doesn't count. And then twenty two against Boston College. So Boston College not is not good either. No, and then Iowa has scored. Seven, seven, and then twenty-seven. Caleb, if you take an oh. under thirty-six and hit that is thirty-four a, and a half. That, <laughs> oh my yeah, God. that's that, that's I'm not, I'm not that's going seven there. touchdowns, dude. These teams I are know. not scoring. No, that's five touchdowns, right? Five. Yeah, five. These teams are not scoring. Oh, I don't know, man. That's that's a, that's low. That is low. I'm not going there. I'm going with Utah minus five and a half at Arizona State. This Arizona State is doing so good. Their coach just got fired. So it it is it is a <laughs> a kick six podcast principle. Yeah, I like they that uh, actually a lot. They put up they only put up seventeen points against Oklahoma State. I think Utah probably has a better defense than them, and they put up twenty one against Eastern Michigan, and lost the game twenty thirty to twenty one. I I think this is a blowout. I think Utah wins by. Maybe three scores. This this, Whoa, this game is, this game's on the road, dude. Yeah. Real quick, the A and M game, A and M Arkansas game, just moved down to one and a half. I'll go ahead. It keeps moving. It's going towards Arkansas. I'll go. Yeah, because that's where all the money's going, dude. Great. All right. Well, we already we already <coughs> got we already got our pick in, so it's locked in at two. I know everybody's taking Arkansas. So, that's fantastic. Nope, nope. It's gotta go down. <laughs> um, nothing, <laughs> nothing will motivate the troops and say, you know what. You've played really good so far this season, like firing your coach three games in. Arizona yeah. State is going to be so unmotivated. The fan, yeah. the fan base, I don't think you're going to get the Nebraska-esque fans to show up for the interim. And I mean, a lot of those Nebraska fans wishing they didn't show up. Um, but I think this is going to be OU Nebraska like on steroids. I think Utah is going to go yeah. in there. They're going to run the ball. They're going to get to 35. They're not going to give up any points, and then they're going to go back Wait, to Utah. What did you say the spread was, Caleb? 15 and a half. Oh, oh dude. I thought you said five and a half. 15 and a half. Dude, at 21 and a half, I'd, go, like, I'd pick them. I thought you said five and a half, and I was like, why didn't I pick that? <laughs> yeah, 15 and a half. No, I still th- 15, I, that makes I, more sense. I think this is 35 nothing, dude. Yeah, oh, I think it's probably more than that. I think it could this could get into the fifties for oh, Utah. It was thirty-five to seven uh, last week, San Diego State against Utah, and San Diego State would probably hang sixty on Arizona and, State. And a, a good thing about this game is, is a lot of a lot of teams would go in there and and overlook Arizona State in this situation, but uh, Whittingham's teams, they always show up to play, right? I mean, like, like even against Florida, okay, we know they lost that game against Florida, but it's not like they weren't ready to play, right? I mean, Florida, you know, SEC talent, crazy environment. It's not that they weren't – the reason they lost that game is not because they weren't ready to play. Uh, so I think they're not going to overlook Arizona State. I think they're going to go in there, like I said, run the ball for five touchdowns, not give up any touchdowns, and head back to, to Utah. Yeah, I agree. Cool. All right. Well, hey, uh, we're going to take a little break, and then on the other side, we're going to go ahead and uh, we got a few things we're going to run down. Uh, Jake, I think you're going to get out of here. So give me your final words before we take the break, and then we'll be right back. Absolutely. Hogs by nine. All right. See you, Jake. Nine. Nineteen. All right. We'll be right back. This episode of the Kick 6 Podcast is brought to you by the Logan Terry Farmers Insurance Agency. 
Logan specializes in auto, home, and life insurance for your personal and business needs. Do what we did at the Kick 6 Podcast and call Logan today. His number is 479-616-9108. Logan knows a thing or two because he's seen a thing or two. All right, we are back, Caleb and I. Um, so uh, here we are. We're three weeks in. We're about to start week number four. And we have seen some craziness when it comes to teams surprising and teams uh, over and underachieving. Uh, we've got we've got Vandy that's already hit their win total. We got Kansas over their win total. Uh, we got Duke right around their win total. I'm not exactly sure what theirs is, um, but let's. Uh, I, I got this question and I want to see see what your thoughts are. Um, of the perennial basketball blue bloods, which one has the best chance of becoming? A football power. So we got UNC at three and zero. We got Kansas three and zero. We got Duke three and zero. We got Syracuse three and zero. We got Indiana sitting there. I think two and one. We got Kentucky three and zero. Caleb, you kind of let me let us know earlier what you're thinking, but uh, let's let the listeners um, where you're at on those. So which one of these blue bloods has the best chance to become a perennial football power? Yeah, we we talked about this on the uh, on the text thread with us and. Um, I kind of gave my ideas. I, I think Kentucky is the easiest one to pick here. Um, sure, Kansas is looking good. UNC is doing well. Um, but I think Kentucky for a couple reasons. Um, number one, of course, is probably always everyone's number one is money. Kentucky has a lot of money. They're in the SEC. Um, they're – and they get the SEC money like – most people in the SEC, I don't what I'm trying to say here. Um, yeah, it, it really much comes down to money. But also, um, if if you're a recruit and you're getting recruited by Kentucky and, let's say, Kansas, which location of the country sounds more appealing to you? Yeah. Lawrence, Kansas, or Lexington, Kentucky? Yeah, you Lawrence, de- Kansas definitely is, have a little better weather. Yeah, it's cold. It's hot, it's humid, it's flat, it's windy, um, or you have Kentucky. I mean, those probably – Kentucky is in the hills, probably a little bit better scenery. Um, also, towns around Lexington is um, – I guess you have uh, Louisville, you not too far from uh, up there in uh, Ohio, not too far from Ohio. And then not too far from uh, Tennessee, you got Nashville and uh, uh, where's where's Tennessee located? The university, not uh, Knoxville. Yep. So, it's Kentucky's a little more centrally located to everything, closer to the coast, um, and then also recruiting. Um, with Kentucky being where it's at, it's centrally located. You can got you got good football, high school football in uh, Ohio. You have good high school football in North Carolina, South Carolina. Um, Ten- and Georgia is probably one of, the, yeah. one of the top. Georgia's top close. Um, Mississippi is close. Um, you got St. Louis is really close to the border of Kentucky there. And then in Kansas, you have what? Saint, Nebraska? St. Louis, yeah. Colorado? <laughs> yeah, St. Lu- uh, Louis, Kansas City. Kansas City. Kansas high school ba- uh, football is atrocious. Yeah, it's not very – I don't know. It's just – it's not appealing to most people to be in Lawrence, Kansas, yeah. over Kentucky, and then the uh, the other the other teams, uh, UNC. I mean, so they're going to. So I'll, I'll give my answer. I I was going to pick UNC, and the only yeah. reason I go against Kentucky, everything you said is is one hundred percent true. Beautiful beautiful place to live, um, beautiful weather, a ton of money. Right, you got a really established good coach. Uh, the only thing that pushed back on that is a super difficult division. Um, I don't see any of these teams becoming like yeah maybe 12 team playoff teams in in a specific yeah. year but none of them like in the four right because um because of the way the way things lay out i i i'm going to pick unc and the reason is i think mac brown is really good at, at at establishing a culture and i think when he does decide to retire in the next few years that he's going to have a culture in there that some some coach can go in they do put enough money into the football program to where they, they, they can compete in the ACC. 
and I think when you get to a 12 team playoff the way the ACC is laid out uh, I think that maybe they can, they can they can sneak their way into it do I think they'll have a legitimate shot probably not uh, those things you said about the uh, vicinity of good high school recruits North Carolina has put out some good recruits and and Mac Brown honestly has recruited really well there so I think when he does leave the program will be in good hands I think what they decide to do as far as head coaching wise will be huge I think if if Chad well doesn't take one of the jobs open this year I think him moving from coastal Carolina up to North Carolina would be cool uh, to just see his 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 kind of culture and attitude go along with you know Phil what Phil Longo does on offense if they can keep him around but I go I go with UNC just because of of where they've they've been far as recruiting wise and way the program looks and then also the competition around them uh, I think any team in the SEC um, you know we've seen that Georgia's kind of Georgia's always been you know good like nine ten wins you can see them get there um, I don't know that we've seen UNC get to that point so I think it's a, a harder climb uh, and Tennessee or Kentucky's been good but they've also recent years have lived off of Tennessee being down, Florida being down, and then, you know, they take their lumps against Georgia, but they, they've really kind of feasted when they've had the opportunity. So, But that, that's cool, and it's cool to see all these basketball teams uh, really kind of tearing it up here in September. Yeah, it is. Okay, so one one more, and we, we, have, we have foreshadowed this. So kind of the last question, um, and those of you that are listening, leave us a comment. Uh, in your review, what you kind of think. Uh, and then also I'll post this on social media as well, kind of to get the ball rolling. But would you rather have an elite defense with a subpar offense or a subpar defense with an elite offense in today's college football? Well, with this question, I took the view of being like in the back office of these colleges. Um, defense is great. It's nice to see people tackle and make interceptions and bat down passes and get the uh, the golden hammer or whatever, the, the dunk on you chain and the, the Miami hurricane chain, all these cool things that they do. But, man, offense these days is putting fans in the stands. Um, again, it comes down to money. Uh, but on a, like a, as far as like a fan deal and – being wanting your team to do good, I still think offense is a thing. There's a couple uh, examples that I came up with earlier and trying to remember them right now. Uh, take Texas A&M right now, for, for, for instance. Their offense is very bleak, very mild, but their defense is pretty good. I'm not saying that it's – I don't – would you say it's elite elite defense? At Texas A&M, uh, it's close, and I think it, I think it definitely will be over the next few years with the way that they've recruited. Uh, yeah. Again, they they their defense is not going to be their defense is going to be kind of judged based on about two or three games a year. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be like LSU, Alabama, and then whoever they play from the, um, you know, from the East. So uh, you know that that's really really kind of how that breaks down. But yeah, I would say that's a a pretty elite unit. That's a really good unit. So, uh, with that being said, their offense is not good. They're slow, and it's costing them games. Mm -hmm. It really is. Uh, take uh, USC on the other side. Their offense is amazing, and their defense is not great. But they're scoring so many points, it doesn't matter. You're going to win ball games if you have an elite offense. And I think like the last uh, – Georgia is even a good one. Their defense – well, I can't really compare Georgia. The Both of their defense and offenses are really good, but uh, – there was another one I well oh, take uh, take Notre Dame against Marshall yeah. if their offense was competent at all or against uh, Ohio State yeah if their offense was competent at all even in the second or third tier of elite they maybe win that game well and that's because their defense did so good and that's that's the thing right is like against the good teams no matter how good your defense is you're eventually yeah gonna, you're not you're, gonna win you're yeah. eventually gonna break and and even yeah. not against the good teams like you're, you're eventually gonna give up points and that's uh, that gives away my answer but I would definitely take the offense uh, we look at like the the biggest disparity of a team to win a national championship like I think you gotta have like top five offense if you're gonna have like a top 
25 defense. You got to have like a top five offense. But I think about LSU 2019, like the best offense in the nation, like top 35 even defense. So that defense, even though it seems like it was way worse than the offense, they were still a top 35 unit. So they were still good, right? They weren't horrible. Uh, yeah. Especially by the end of the year, kind of Dave Aranda got things got things right, um, but eventually a good elite defense is going to break, and it, it doesn't matter as long if they're playing a good offense. You know, kind of like this week we're talking about um, Jake. Jake took Notre Dame or took uh, UNC against Notre Dame. I'm just throwing this out there just because that's kind of what I, I know the most about. Um, but that defense is going to eventually break. Right. Yeah. UNC is going to get their points. It's just going to take, okay, how long does it take them to adjust? Just like Ohio State, how long does it take them to adjust? And the problem is, if your offense can't either A, get a lead, or B, counter that, it, it doesn't matter if you hold them to no points in the first half. I mean, the, these coaches are making two, three million dollars as coordinators. They're going to figure out a way to score some points, no matter how good your defense is. They're going to scheme guys open and they're going to figure it out. Uh, and yeah. that, that's really exactly what's happened. So I think today, I think you take the offense and uh, you kind of you kind of sweat out who's going to get a stop first, um, yeah. kind of scenario. But I think to win a, a national championship, one of them needs to be top five, and the other needs to be top top twenty five. Yeah, more more so, the offense needs to be top five. Right, right. And in, in this day and age in college football, it's it, it, it it's proven to have if you have a better offense, you have a better chance. Well, and you think about even Georgia last year. I mean, their offense was – it was very capable, right? Yeah. Like they, if we're, and the thing is they looked like they they were not good because the defense – but the defense is like, what, nine guys drafted off the defense? That's never going to yeah, happen. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? So that's kind of an anomaly. You can't make the exception the rule. But for the most part, uh, teams with incredible – Bama's defense wasn't amazing last year, right? They got ripped to shreds in a few games, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, give me give me the offense, and uh, but but it's been so crazy this year because you do have a lot of teams that are that are really struggling and and have either it's caught them and they've lost games because of it, or they've gotten in games that are really close. So we think about North Carolina snuck out against App State in a game where there were sixty points scored in the fourth quarter, and then the same exact team goes on the road and beats A and M because A and M cannot score. Right, we we've seen, you know, like you said, the Notre Dame Ohio State game. We saw, um, you know, we've seen USC every single week. They 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 benefited in the Stanford game to four turnovers when Stanford's offense was in the red zone. Like, that's not going to happen a lot, right? Yeah. Um. So so I don't I don't think they can keep that up all year. Um. But man, their offense, it's legit. It's crazy. You know. Yeah. And, and the thing is, your defense can make just enough plays. It's a lot easier. It's yeah. a lot easier to make just enough plays on defense. Yeah. <laughs> if your offense is scoring sixty, it's making every play. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, cool. That's a, a kind of a fun fun thing to talk about here on a Wednesday before week number four. But um, Caleb, tell them what they can do, and we'll get out of here. Uh, like, subscribe, review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, sir. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening to the Kick 6 Podcast, and we will see you next time. Bye.